listening to the Black Don't Crack podcast. My name is Logic. And it's your girl, Queen. Join us as we celebrate Black Canadian culture, resilience, and each other. Black Don't Crack. Welcome, welcome, welcome. <laughs> welcome to our third episode of Black Don't Crack, where we celebrate various intersections of the Black experience in Toronto. All right, yo, in this episode, we have the privilege and opportunity of interviewing Malcolm Emilio, aka Stay Relevant, yeah. who produces various mediums of work that represent his global experiences, including medicinal tools, artifacts, and functional accessories for sacred spaces to artistically cultivate and create sustainable living communities. All this and more, Coming right up. Black I'm so cool, I went to Africa. Back at school, they were laughing at us. Now it's cool to be black as fuck. Now it's cool to be from Africa, huh? Went to Ghana, now we're macking up. Went to Ghana, now we're macking up. It's so cool to be from Africa. It's so cool to be from Africa. I'm so cool, I went to Africa. Back at school, they were laughing at us. Tell the truth, it was cruel. Now it's too cool, cool to be black as fuck. Now it's cool to be from Africa. Now it's cool to be from Africa. Went to Ghana, now we're macking Went to Ghana, now we're macking up. Met the coolest youth with stamina. Eat the sweetest fruit to match it up. Had some bamboo, ate some food, food with some good stew, belly bun. Kelly Welly ate some red red with some jollof I ain't enough Plantain made me cuckoo So much good food, man, eat too much Yeah, I'm chips too added up Man, don't be mad at us I took a plane from Canada I can't complain, I landed, bruh Soon as I landed, they handled up All of that hate ain't adding up I took my words and just backed it up It's always been cool to be black as fuck Went to Ghana, now I'm acting up Went to Ghana, now I'm acting up <laughs> Yo, you just heard 16 bars from Jane and Finch's very own Zakisha with the song entitled Went to Ghana. To hear the full version of Went to Ghana, check the description for more information. And don't forget to follow Black Don't Crack T.O. on Instagram. All right, man. Just before we get into our interview, we're going to hit you up with some little known history with our quick black facts. Black Don't Crack. This is a quick black fact so that the presence of our people are documented and shown. Let the people know. This is a quick black fact. Peace. What's going on, everybody? My name is Young Boy Problem, and this is your quick black facts. In 1833, Thornton and Lucy Blackburn escaped slavery in Kentucky and then was later arrested in Detroit. Their capture sparked a riot, and during that confusion, they escaped to Upper Canada. Their case established the principle that Canada would not return enslaved Africans to their masters in the United States, making Canada a primary destination for the Underground Railroad. By 1834, the Blackburns settled in Toronto, pioneering Canada's first taxi cab company. My name is Young Boy Problem, and that was your quick black fact. Let the people know, this is a quick black fact. All right, man, so we here, man, the Black Don't Crap podcast. Hey, hey, and we have a very special guest today, man. Introduce yourself, please. Give thanks for life. This is Malcolm Emilio. Stay relevant. We got this. Hey, man. Pleasure to have you here, man. You know what I'm saying? I'm so excited. Yeah. But real quick, before we get into, um, you know, more about, like, what you're doing and all that, like, I, I want to, like, want you to break down, like, stay relevant. You know what I mean? Like, the name and, and what that means to you and, and, and why you carry that with you. All right. Give thanks for um, giving me the time to share a verbal expression with y'all on this platform. Um, so, yeah, stay relevant in itself to me on my journey is really it's, it's a mind state. It's um, it's a, an embodiment of 
of cultural preservation. It's it's really a liberty that allows me to continue to give reverence to my ancestors and and anything that represents origin. And I feel like the mind state of staying relevant is allowing me to continue to preserve aspects and foundation, like foundations of indigenous perspectives and bring them to the time now and just make them more relevant. And yeah, that's really it right there. Malcolm, do people tell you you sound like poetry? <laughs> I was like, yo, I need to write some of these words down. I want to use them. <laughs> I'm just grateful that, you know, I'm just, I want to make sure that the articulation vibrates at a certain uh, frequency so that you do receive the word sound that it, it penetrates the right way, you know? Yeah, and, and, you know, that's definitely been my experience every single time I've been around you. Mm-hmm. I just, I always leave feeling so like elevated you know like my i'm a deep believer in in vibrations as Mm -hmm. well too and and that's something so important that i've noticed you know being around you and engaging with you and building with you malcolm so thank you thank you for that that's big facts man the affirmation as well yeah man move different man move different man the energy's strong yo (laughs) yes i so malcolm um tell us a little bit about you know what like what Toronto means to you, what community means to you, like what, what have your experiences been like coming up? Yeah, most definitely. Well, I'm sure a lot of people don't know that I was born at Mount Sinai, right downtown. Jeez. You know? Oh wow. So um I grew up my earliest years of I guess existence in Flemington Park, you know? Okay. So from Flemo to um I guess a few parts of Scarborough, Brimley and Lawrence, and then, you know, downtown a bit more so close to um, like Regent Park and then up to Rexdale and then, yeah, Mississauga, Brampton. Like I lived all around the GTA growing up. So I feel that Toronto itself and the core city has always had a like a really influential base on me just due to the fact that just the landscape being so multicultural and diverse really allowed me to just see so many, I guess, peeks into different cultures of the world in one space, you know? Mm, that's that's dope. I love I love that you've been all over the city. I have a similar experience too and like when you look at all these different communities, especially like knowing like how media portrays them but knowing like the experiences and how beautiful the people are in these communities too like mm-hmm. it's it's really dope to be able to like you know see all these different places and and the people and the connection between everybody and what like what was community like for you growing up or or moving in these different spaces were there any like Organizations you're connected to, people, arts. You know, no. I um, my experience is a little different. I was um, just really at home taking care of my younger sister while my mother was at at work. And during the times of me getting more 
active into creation, I guess, or just tapping into more of myself, you know, 15, 16, 17, 18, those ages, I feel um, I wasn't really, I guess, I, first of all, I wasn't even really in school, and I wasn't really attached to any school-related, like, extracurricular programs or community centers or things like that i was really just a lot more i guess on a solo journey like i was skateboarding and um just creating at my own pace where i guess yeah i didn't really have certain i guess structured community settings but my community settings are more or less you know people growing up you know through skateboarding um people just in my areas that i would live in um, there was a part of Mississauga down by Woodlands area um, where I was living around that time. And just in that space, the like, community pretty much met just other people around that were in the same living situations. You know, like, we grew up in cooperative housing and just being able to have that as my community, as people that I could relate with. Because when you went to school, it was mixed up with so many different kinds of people that the community became like the people who lived in the same areas. Right. Mm. So that really, that's the kind of community I built growing up, I guess, is just the community around the spaces where I lived at. Right. And then as I got older, um, my community became like the city core, like in the early twenties, just like 20 to 25, my whole community base was in the downtown core because I lived in Kensington Market and I worked outside every day, right? So I was really, like, the whole city, I had different pockets where I could just pop in and tap into to different, I guess, resources. And there was, you know, different spaces coming up, like, you know, when um, Artscape Daniels first opened up, like, okay. years ago, they, um, I was one of the first artists to do like one of these big commission paintings for like one of the lobbies in one of those buildings that was about to be built that is probably built now. That's dope. Fun fact though, I'm not gonna drop any names, but like I never even got to see the painting after. <laughs> they said I was gonna get to see it in the building and like there was gonna be a plaque with my name on. I a whole bunch of stuff, but I never got to see that. I ain't mad at that. I just always wonder what happened to that painting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, just to... Yeah, just, just just to to um build on one what you're talking about, you know, being in the downtown core and having this diverse, um, you know, community experience. Um, do you feel that having that diversity, like you know, um, I guess like prepared you for travel? Because I know that you travel in different places, like the Caribbean, you know, South America. Like, was did those experiences like like um help? Europe? Yeah, Europe. Yeah, I think the reality of being in the city and having so many different cultures around me and then also not having like none of my parents are from here right so that was one of the main influence to want to go and travel really and having a certain community out here that had tapped into so many scenes i guess you know growing up i was, I was in this little fashion space or i was in the art space i was in the skateboarding space i was in um the latin american community i was in just the food spaces so all these different communities is what inspired me to really want to go travel and see what those places were really like you know and bring your skateboard with you i love that i love seeing that skateboard is a really big part of my life yeah definitely a big instrument and a uh, tool that i use for balance and 
just every aspect of my life. So yeah, it's beautiful, man. I love that. Can we talk about like, can or highlight um, you as an artist, a creator? Um, I love mm-hmm. that your pieces are known as artifacts. Mm-hmm. Science, genuinely. They are that, and oh, actually, you know what? I want to talk about the first time I think I ever like chilled with you on our ones, <laughs> and we were looking at like your art, and you were building. We were building on some stuff like talking about science and our connection to the earth and stuff. Like it was such a, a, a beautiful conversation, and you were talking about um, this ring. And you pulled out the ring and showed it to me, and you're talking about how it's, like, charged, I think, in the moon or the sun, or maybe it has its nat- a natural charge. And I watched I watched him put this ring into a flashlight, and the flashlight turned on. I was like... Man, you, you gotta speak on that, man. Break that yeah, down. Like, please, <laughs> like... <clears throat> well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you're talking about, um, it's an elite Shungite stone that I had put placed on a ring, and its its mineral content allows it to be just very super conductive, mm. and um, I guess amplified with the copper coil and your body's life force energy itself, it was, it's able to just complete a positive and negative circuit. When you, um, I guess, have a battery uh, flashlight, you can just turn on the flashlight. But see, this is like something I would want to show. Like me telling, yeah. I don't know if it's like gonna like give the right thing. The people it's, are excited. Trust me. Yeah, well, let's just hold on. They are excited. Like, the what? Video, I'll just say that it's it's a super conductive stone called Elite Shungite, and mm-hmm. it has many different abilities to activate let me see just natural currents that's present all around us and whoever gets a chance to go and get a piece of elite shungite and explore with it um you can tap into my page um probably scroll see something in there about it or hit me up and ask me about it and yeah but the the ring itself has um just sorry uh really uh super conductive elements in it and it just it allowed me to yeah power up a flashlight uh, do a few other things but yeah that's like, the science I, I knew that you were important when I first met you but when I seen that I was like mm. but oh, yeah, and you I see can't that, even describe all of that is knowledge uh, passed forward from right. elders you know cause I and I elders are really sacred elders around mm. I on the journey and them have they have been preserving culture and and I guess ancient artifacts and perspective for so long. Yeah. That's just for me coming forward now for my generation in this time and space. Just really want to be able to make a lot of these works relevant and just be able to bring them and make them, I guess, more um give us more tangible references on how to interact with these things mm-hmm. and these technologies or these I guess you know, higher sciences, and mm-hmm. I myself, I'm just, I'm learning every day, you know, I'm uploading every day, even these platforms make it a little interesting, because, you know, you want to share something, but you don't need the world thinking that you know the end-all, be-all, you know what I'm saying, right. just right. Yeah. learning every day, and being, 
um, still being a student and just being willing to really interact with the living books, you mm -hmm. know? That's, that, that's incredible, yo. Um, and I think that this also connects to, you know, I like how you're talking about connecting back to, like, you know, ancient ways and, and traditions and stuff. And, you know, right now we have this, like, global pandemic and whatnot, and people are really concerned about, you know, immune systems and things of that nature. Um, mm -hmm. You know, I wonder, like, what what are your, like, self-care practices? And, and maybe there's, you know, some kind of, like, I, I guess, like, recommendations, not necessarily recommendations, but things that have worked for you that maybe other people may want to, like, you know, tune into. All right. Um, yeah, so big part about that before I start was these are things that have worked for me, right? Right. <laughs> I've been doing my own um, just personal study on self and this vessel that I have and trying to see what is the best way to amplify it and keep an equilibrium of my uh, mineral balance inside and I feel that most more than anything is your body needs to be a plant you know it needs to be just given natural elements I feel that living foods are mainly my my main focus, you know, a lot of fruits, a lot of salads, a lot of living stuff. Um, I really, I drink a lot of teas, a lot of herbal blends, um, and a lot of mushrooms, but I guess not psilocybin mushrooms, <laughs> but mushrooms. <laughs> um, chaga, reishi, lion's mane, cordyceps, turkey tail. Those are a few different mushrooms that I integrate into my teas, my smoothies, my drinks, my porridges um i use a lot of i use a lot of just natural herbs and spices when i cook um i i, I eat a lot of grains i drink a lot of water i try my best to add chlorophyll to my water um chlorella is really good as well just being able to really integrate bitters and pungents as much as I want sweets and savories you know that's part of like me and my I guess adapting to new layers of myself you know and refining my palate and making sure that what I am putting inside me just being very intentional and not always in sorry not just in what it is that I'm putting in, but how I'm putting it into my body, you know? I, I, I don't know how people see this, but I'd really be talking to the food, you know? I'd really, right. be, really be speaking life into everything that I'm putting inside me. Just in the thought where when I think about the mind and the body being in full alignment, I feel like that's just a high vitality state that I want to stay in. And the more I, um, I integrate and apply you know, these indigenous plant-based perspectives on natural just remedies for anything that seems to come up. Like if I got mucus or if I'm feeling low on iron, there's just certain elements that I rather look to foundational naturopathic remedies than before I think of, you know, doing anything else. Right. A lot of... Um, so really listening to your body and yeah, you know, listening to what it needs in the moment. I think I think that's really beautiful. Mm. Um, we're coming to the end of our interview, <laughs> so how we like it's to <laughs> leave it off 
is, you know, we kind of ask everyone to leave, like, words of affirmation or something mm-hmm. they do um, for self-care. Well, y'all be hearing this one from me a lot. Step light and breathe easy. Mm. And, and one, wait, one more, one more, one more. <laughs> okay. Yeah, and whoever, I guess, has been uh, around the works have heard this, but here it is. Nine perspectives on channeling life force energy for yourself. Mm -hmm. Three, reason, intention, and purpose. Yes. Next three, awareness, creation, and preservation. The last three, cultivation, holistic medicine, and sustainable living. Those nine perspectives applied into your everyday existence will naturally amplify your life force energy and raise your vibration to the level of the Earth's vibration, same frequency, and that will make sure that you can transcend the experiences that are happening right now and move in harmony with the planet. I love jeez. that. Yo, that's, oh, that's, that's a blessing. I remember when, when, when we invited you to our, our boys group and then you dropped that, that knowledge as well, man. So that was a great reminder, man. Thank you for sharing that with us. Yeah, that's something real tangible. Thank you so man. much. Yes, I man. Like- Stay relevant. Just thanks, yo. Well, definitely. As always, man. It's always a pleasure building with you every time, man. Thank you for making some time up for us. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Yes, blessings, man. Blessings. And when you guys got a moment, just come check me. I got some organized for y'all for the home spaces to just make sure we good from this 5G stuff, you know? So link up. Yes. This black-owned business is brought to you by buyblacks.com. Lovely Designs. With Lovely Designs, be fashionably safe during this quarantine and get your Afro print mask today. The masks come with a small pocket to insert filters or disposable masks. They can be worn over the N95 mask and are completely washable. Offering custom prints for your preferred design, hit up Lovely Designs. And that concludes our third episode, man. Special shout out, man, to Stay Relevant for coming through and blessing us with an interview. We hope you enjoyed it. Be sure to follow us on social media at Black Don't Crack T.O. And right now, man, we're going to leave you with Dynasty, man. See me roll, man. Until next time, y'all. Peace. Black Don't Crack.